Hello, everybody. Welcome to a special episode 353 of Cantina MX Football Podcast. We have quite a bit to cover with the repechaje matches that went over the weekend. And then, obviously, today's hot, hot news. Uh, Ricardo Pelaz has been relieved of his duties at Chivas. So we're live on Twitter Spaces, live on YouTube. Feel free to hang out with us, request to speak. We want to hear you guys' thoughts. But before I go any further, let me welcome Joel to the podcast. Joel, how are we doing? Good, Jaime. Despite the, despite the bad news for me, I'm still good. <laughs> Hooray, hooray, the witch is dead. I don't know how the how the saying goes, but uh, yeah. Ricardo Pelaz had a special press conference today where he basically thanked everybody in the organization and said that he uh, he has been relieved of his duties as uh, the president of Chivas. And it was kind of like an exit interview. He didn't have to do all this. He could have just – they could have just tweeted this. They could have just like, you know – sent something on the website but he showed face i respect him for that he showed face and he had some sort of exit interview he allowed the press to to ask him some softball questions and and that's it man i I feel weird right now it's like we don't have anybody to blame anymore (laughs) yeah it's like you you wanted this to happen and now that it happened it's like like what do we do? What now? <laughs> I, I was listening to uh, a Chi Armano spaces earlier. I only got, I only got to hear the tail end, and that was the sentiment I got from the, from the general consensus of everyone there. Like, you know, what's gonna happen now? And it's like, well, first, how, how are you demanding changes if you don't know? It's like you're just. <laughs> just throwing chips in the air and let's see where they fall type of thing. Um, and that's, that's kind of where my, um, complaint is. So I did have my, my rant and I wanted to, cause it was like, there's a lot of Chi hermanos and I wanted to, I wanted to fight Jaime. Although I don't think, I don't think anyone would have, would have countered me. Um, cause they're, they're not really my takes. This is just the reality of the team. <clears throat> and I think the majority of Chiba fans, they don't, I, I don't think they recognize it. Um, so I'm going to get to it really quick, Jaime. Like, yeah, two, man. Two, three minute rant. I feel like so, uh, you were one of Belaz's big defenders. So I want to hear what I, I, I want to hear your perspective yeah, of things. Yes, I was. And, and um, well, I'll get to that in a bit. But but first off is like, uh, you know, it's it's. I, I guess I blame the media a lot because that's kind of where we get our talking points, and we get a lot of our information or the majority of information. And and um, you know, in, in Mexico, it's mostly geared toward controversy. So everything's either, you know, everything's always like a a crisis, or it's a fracaso, and it's. It's, you know, they're always kind of like focusing on, on the negative. Um, and I do feel that the team has been made to look like like if it's doing really bad. But if we were to analyze the team, they're not really doing bad. They're kind of where they're supposed to be, uh, given the type of team Chivas is. And, and this is where I feel is 
the confusion from fans because it's like, or oh, Chivas, you know, El Mas Grande or top two up there with America. And they are big, but it's more like historical and popularity. But when we get to results, they stop being one of the top teams, you know? Yeah. Uh, top teams, like when we look at top teams, Boca Juniors, Real Madrid, uh, whether it's Flamengo or Fluminense, what have you, they're not winning every 10 years, you know? They win um, more often than that. And we could look at a team like Santos, pretty modest, and they're winning every three to four years. So they've managed to surpass Chivas in that uh, since since being bought by a group or lady, I should note. So you have a small team like that uh, surpassing Chivas as far as like championships. Mm -hmm. uh, going back to that time frame, right? Not not um, not all the way from the beginning. Uh, so that's there's a thing where it's like. Football has changed a lot, and fans are still stuck at when Chivas was like top two team in Mexico. But if, if okay, so if we just look at the top four, the top four economically, so the the top four teams with the most money, right? Uh -huh. So Monterrey, Tigres, Cruz Azul, and Televisa. Those are the top four, and the companies that are tied, you know, to uh, to those clubs. They're huge. They're multinational, big companies. Monterrey has FEMSA, mm -hmm. number two in the world. Number two in the world, dude. I mean, that's that's impressive. Um, same with Cemex, which is controls Tigres. Yep. Number two in the world for what they sell cement and whatnot. Um, Grupo Televisa, right? Which it's multimedia conglomerate. They, it's not just television, their radio, their newspapers, magazines, uh, streaming now, and they're, they're also in the U.S. So, I mean, huge company. And uh, Cemento Cruz Azul, which is probably one of the bigger companies in Mexico. For, you think they're the, uh, the fourth richest club? Dude, look at their squad. Look, look how type huh. of players they bring in. They can't even get a stadium you know? right now. No, but I mean... But like squad wise, like like oh, as far as bringing in players and all that, and and yeah, and this, I'm glad you mentioned stadium. I think that helps them, you know, the fact that they don't own a stadium. That means is less money that they're spending. I think that's where Chivas shot themselves on the foot. I don't think Chivas was at that point of. Well, it's like saying, hey, like I got a lot of money, but I still live at home. <laughs> <laughs> well. It's true, but I mean, but but they're up there. You know what I mean? I get you. All right. So you have your, you know, you, you have your your top four, and then you have Chivas. Where, where do you think they are? Well, well, see, yeah, and then you get Chivas where they land like in around fifth. You know, because mm. uh, it, it's it's not Chivas. People think Chivas, and they think uh, all this stuff, but it's it's not really that. It's not really so much like if you think about TV or how many shirts are being sold. They're not really making that much money off of that. There was a really good, um, it was like, it wasn't a press conference. It was like, um, it was like, uh, they organized like these events where the, where like, like all these club representatives go and they give like talks. And this was Higuera talking about Chivas. 
and it was really telling because he was just talking about the financial part about like how much money they get for like the t-shirt sponsors and for tv deals uh-huh. and he's like and it's like it's peanuts dude he said in the grand scheme of things it's not as much as chivas should be making and whose fault you is know? that and just the market you know the mexican mm. market like the average mexican fan can afford they're not going to be afford every to go every other match day at, and spend what like $150, you know, on, on a ticket. That's why over there, there's like $5 tickets, uh, two for one, maybe if you pay 20 bucks or whatever, what have you. Yeah, so it's it's kind of the market what it dictates. Um, but yeah, so just off the bat, that's four. So that's four teams that are always going to have, or for the most part, a, a, a stronger spot than Chivas. Okay. So, I mean, damn, so just starting off, you're in fifth in the pole position, man. Um, <laughs> but then but then we have to add to that then what, what's going on with Liga MX where we saw these changes in the league where it's like, okay, you could bring in, you know, before it used to be four or five uh, foreigners per team. Mm-hmm. And now it's like... There's no And now it's like, what, 11, I think? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so what happens there is that it made it easier for all these other teams to like load up on talent. They could get cheap players in South America. And so it's it's way easier for uh, Pachuca to compete. Put a com- yeah, to put together a competitive squad. Like if they had a last season, uh-huh. they just start looking for some players and, and start the next one. They already have three or four. Yeah, you know, fresh recruits, okay. and we see it happen a lot. With so, and that's kind of where we've seen the rise of Grupo Pachuca, right? They started winning, and then they when they got Leon, Leon started winning, and then Orlegi did the same with Santos, and now they're doing it with Atlas, which you know, and having the team what less than two years, they already they they, they won two championships, and um. And, you know, they, they had, like, a horrible season. But we could expect for next season they're going to jump back up because mm-hmm. it's just how much easier it's going to be for them to bring in other players. And so that's four clubs now. <laughs> that's four extra clubs that you could add to the top four that that can outspend Chivas. Now you have four more clubs that can rebuild faster. Yeah. So now you, Chivas goes from fifth. Now they're, like, at eighth or ninth. And, and competitive boys, that's that's where they're at because it's like, you know, you could say, oh, it's their fault. They only want Mexicans, and then and it's kind of, you know, well, that's true. But then because the league decided to go the way of the foreigner, there's less Mexicans yeah, yeah, for I them to choose, to choose from. Before they could they could go to teams and and you know I mentioned Ramon Morales. You know they got him from Monterrey and he wasn't really came in as a star player. They brought him in just, you know, to yeah. to have depth, yeah. and he ended up being a beast, you know, and some player like that, they was probably not going to get that much of a chance. Like, you know, this, he would have probably gone unnoticed, man. He would have been in, I don't know, third division or something. We wouldn't have heard of him. Um, 
So Moncho. I understand the, the picture that you're trying to paint. You know, Chivas are at a disadvantage because of X, Y, Z. Totally get that. Yeah. Um, yes. I guess my only issue and a lot of issue with all these fans is, when, you know, Pelayas came in here, you know, dropping his balls on the table and says, you know, we're going to be talking <laughs> about did. titles. We're going to be talking about silverware. We're not going to be talking about he relegation did. anymore. So it's like it's on himself that we had these high expectations for Chivas. If he would have came out and, and, and said what you just said now, like, hey, look, we got to understand we are historically a big club, but X, Y, and Z are at a disadvantage now. We kind of have to lower, you know, we we got to lower our expectations. Yeah. But no, he went in there saying, we're going to fucking win titles, <laughs> and we're going to go this, and we're going to do this, you know? So it's like, at he the end of the day, bro, he, he dug himself in this Oh. He didn't say win. He said we're going to talk about it. He's like, we're no longer going to talk about um, relegation. We're no longer going to talk about, you know, being like last in the table. We're going to start talking about now, you know, Ligillas and championships. Um, but I think he got the other part right because around the, you know, the team had been in the relegation, um, like low in the relegation table. Yeah. They, you know, and this is after they won the doblete because they had those horrible seasons under Matias Almeida when they finished 15th and 17th. And that's when he leaves. And then you have, you know, boy Cardoso. I forgot who we else. Were, we were in a tough spot. <laughs> yeah, but the team was finishing in double digits. 11th, 13th, 15th. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's where the team was. And so when he arrived... He kind of put them backward. He kind of put made them like where I feel that it's where the team's strength is at, which is like eighth, ninth. So they finished between sixth and ninth. And uh, last podcast, we were talking about how some of those seasons, the team was only like six points away from finishing yeah. like fourth. So, I mean, I, so, I mean, there was, me, there was improvement. Yeah, there was improvement. There was improvement yeah, from where we were. Like to give him credit, we did get better. We were consistently going into Ligia, whether it was, you know, from the table or from Repechaque, like whatever the case may be. Yeah, the team has has sort of gone in a in an upward trajectory. But at the end of the day, you know, he himself said it's not good enough. Yeah, because you know, the, I, I think it's it's if the team's not winning, that you know, it they're not going straight into Ligilla or winning any silverware, then that's that's already considered for a castle. And it's going off of the fans that are already, you know, they're they're yeah. quick to go for the pitchforks and the torches. But I'm like, Chivas needs really long processes um, because so even if you're even if you're too good with youth, you could just look at the top teams. Uh, you could look at the top clubs. They have the best youth systems in the world. You know, Ajax, Boca Juniors. Yeah. Uh, where we want. Barcelona. Dude, they're, still bringing, they're still bringing in refuerzos. Oh, yeah, of course. They don't go two, they don't go two three seasons without. Yeah. Every season, they bring like two or three. Every season. I mean, so that's how competitive football has gotten. You know, it's not like how it used to be where right. you could hold on to a squad like four or five years. Um, it's just not there anymore. It's it's so globalized now. They're bringing players go to Qatar and then they uh, what's his face was in Qatar right Mexican guy yeah defender went from Europe to Qatar that's insane dude stuff like that wasn't unheard of 
Right. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't heard of. It wasn't that common. But you see it now quite often, and and I think that's the other thing that's hurting Chivas, where you have MLS, and they're able to pay more money. So we've seen players that Chivas could have maybe brought in, you know, like an HH or a Chicharo, and they just can't compete for that type of wages. But I thought MLS did everything better than Liga MX. Oh, you're going somewhere else, man. Come on. <laughs> Come on now. This, this this is just money. Like, they have money to drop, so. Uh, I'm just yeah. busting your balls, though. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I do think they make some things better. I think how they they learn from their mistakes of when, when uh, the North American Soccer League used to play in these big stadiums, like Giant Stadium or, or whatever those huge football stadiums and there was like 5k people yeah and they just looked they looked empty because it's like a what like a 60k or whatever um and i think they learned from that and they built these small stadiums that are like 20k or like 30k and it's like people forget like yeah you go own the stadium but you're still paying property tax you're still paying upkeep you're still paying all this other you know to maintain it well, so it, it comes I have a question for you. So, like, do you do you think he just needed more time? Do you think that his project was like, you know, ended prematurely, or I, or do you think this is the right yeah. time for a uh, for change? No, I th- I think he needed more time, but I think that was, and this man, I've this has been the most frustrating for me, seeing Mexican soccer for the past like I don't know since like the nineties, so long time. I do. I've yet to see a proceso be successfully complete from start to finish. They always get hacked somewhere down the middle. Someone decides this is shit, and they <laughs> they, they they can it really quick. And I've always used example La Puente, right? Go go look uh, go look at clips of Mexico '98 World Cup, dude. Those were some exciting games, dude. I just watched yesterday. I rewatched it, the Mexico Holland game. And they're losing 2-0. Yeah. They're losing 2-0. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they mount that comeback. They, they tied it with a man down, too. Not only were they losing and that the, the clock was like in the last minutes, they were playing a man down, Ramon Ramirez. And so that's like when we look at the World Cups, that's one of the most exciting ones if you're a Mexico fan and just for Mexico in general. So, dude, he had that awesome... He had that awesome World Cup. That was in 98. In 99, he wins the Copa Confederaciones. It's like, damn, dude. And it beats Brazil, you know, which were like, yeah, they sent some juveniles, but you're still beating Brazil in an official FIFA tournament, which they had some big names where we look at some of these players. Um, I think Ronaldinho, you guys refresh my memory. I think he was there. Um, so then that's like the 99 and around 2000, he has a bad cold cup and they sack him. <laughs> that's like, I was like, what? Like, hasn't this guy done enough to be like, let him have a second World Cup? He was like, no, no. We, we, all of a sudden they decided he sucks, doesn't know what he's doing. And I'm like, I, that's just, to me, that's politics more than anything, uh, you know? And so kind of the same with Pelias where he had, he was coming along, 
he had um, Busen and there was this whole media, I, I did media onslaught like every week, just talking shit and every week we're, it was the funny part because each, each week was like, if he loses Chivas already, they, you know, all the different medias had their own take. They, they, they talked to Almeida or so-and-so or this guy already. And it was for like five weeks and he kept, <laughs> he wouldn't lose. And the final game was when uh, they beat Pachuca and they still fired him because I think, and I think this, I don't think this was Pelayas. I think this was Leaño where Chilaño was like, dude, I'm getting, it's been a month. I don't know, I don't know how long this guy's going to keep going with this streak. But I, I thought when Leaño came in, he, he sort of flipped everything at that point. And it's like, he just came in to do whatever he wanted to do. I, I put that on the Maori. For sure. How, how ironic that you bring up that World Cup, Joel. 98. Or Pelé scores in that exact... He does. Oh. He did. Good memory. Good memory, dude. Hey, that's what I'm known for, man. <laughs> and, that's why we like having you here, man. And um, now that you mentioned the game, and now you fast forward to today where they sack him for obvious reasons, and rightfully so. He spent a lot of money on bum players. I, mean, they, I don't think he spent a lot of money. Because they look, say it's 35 that he spent. 35? Oh, my God. Look, you're right. It's, it's not a lot. In the, grand, in the Chivas world, yeah. the market, you're right. It's not a lot. But well, not, not, not Chivas world, just football world. It is, but I mean... Belize was talking something uh, on the press conference. I, I got to hear that one clip. And he was saying how in the last, and it's something I even brought up here before, um, where the last two World Cups, Chivas has not had any players at the World Cup squad. Maybe former Chivas, but not current Chivas player. And he said that they're, I think they have two that are, that are set to be at, at the World Cup. And he said like, and two more, so there could be four. And I don't just put it on him. I put it in it because, you know, it's not just him working. I put this, like, you know, on the whole institution where it, we have to, like, kind of focus, okay, what's being done right? And if you manage to go to World Cups without none, and then for this third one you're getting between two and four, you know, that, that shows that the team are doing some things right. That that press conference was an embarrassment. <laughs> Today, yeah, all those report fans throwing cupcake questions. Oh, I know. Yeah, they were that, they were just being dicks they're at before. Where they're at. All right, so um, a little bit to give you guys a little bit of insight on that. So when you go to a pe- a press conference, it's not like a free for all. There is yeah. there is a manager there that picks and chooses the people in the crowd. And they point to them like this is you don't see this on camera. So they'd be pointing to the people that they want questions from. And they, you know, there's somebody running there giving the mic. So it's not like a free for all. And a lot of the times they go with people that they know have credibility, but also are not going to straight up like roast somebody, you know, and and be unprofessional. So, you know, I think towards the end, there could have been a reporter that could have thrown like a really hard question. But there was a lot of questions that were just like bullshit, bro. Like they they kind of. Didn't give him a hard a hard one. 
Yeah, and the reporters do that to keep the access, so it's understandable. But... Yeah. What? But going back to what whole yeah, go ahead, go go ahead, I'm go no. Ahead. I was gonna say like, what would you ask Pelaez? I would I would ask him about the players doing whatever the hell they want, about the owner being broke and not investing more in the team, and that famous what was it seventy thirty plan about the cantera that just disappeared out of nowhere. They stopped mentioning it. Hmm. Wait. Or, or what was it? This is going back to Hans Westerhoff days. No, didn't. Right. No, earlier in the season, didn't they mention that? That. Oh, I didn't. I didn't hear it. But I, I know. I remember that, like back when Westerhoff was at the club, he talked about that too, where their goal was to have a squad that was mostly cantera, and then like. 30% coming from other clubs. Um, and I could see if the club wants to do something. And if they want to do it, I don't think it's it's out of choice now. <laughs> Just necessity. But I do think they were, if you see the numbers of players they've been debuting or youth players that have been, how many minutes they've been getting, it's it's actually really good. But are all those canteranos, top-level canteranos, when they say that, how many of no, them I'm not saying that like they are. That's, it's what they have. Or, or not even selection worthy. Let's just say cumplidores. How many of those guys are are at that level? Um, not I mean, that many, right? Uh, yeah. and I mean... No. Uh, a handful? Yeah. Pelaez talked about how, like, you know, why they, they, you know, in the beginning he signed a lot of players, and then towards the end he, he signed very few. He said, because we have all this talent in Tapatio and, like, Blah, 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 blah. He was basically just using the, ex- the excuse that, like, they were trying to promote from within and that their best option was, like, just promoting from within than, than it was to go to the market and bring in a player that may not also have the same values as Chivas do. So that was, like, his excuse as to why, you know, the, the refuerzo started to slow down. Yeah, that's, well, a, I mean, that's a poor excuse. I don't remember them saying something about how they they weren't gonna panic buy. So if they couldn't if they couldn't find you know a player in the market, that they were just gonna go with the cantera. And I thought they kind of stayed true to that uh, up until Ormeño. It does seem a bit of a panic buy just when he came into the season. But I could see why they did it because you had an Alexis that's not at a hundred, and you have a a JJ Macias that yeah he's out he's he's not scheduled to be back until February, and so you could lose, or Chivas could lose um, Alexis. You know he might not be back next season. If he has a good World Cup, he could you know speed up his process and leave, and and then that puts Chivas right back at. You know, at disadvantage. I, I do feel that this season that's what hurt them, not having Macias and and Alexis not not at a hundred. And, and I'm guessing he might have he might have um not even played at a hundred because he wants to save himself. Yeah. You know. And again, I don't think I could blame him, especially hearing his um his uh, podcast he did right when he was talking about the times he's gotten injured. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and almost at key points in his career. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably We're like, so close to a World now. Cup. Like, the last thing you want to do is injure yourself. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because you might not get a chance to play another one. Yeah. Uh, we're used to players, seeing players, but that's a very small amount of players that get to repeat. Like, in the, you know, if, if you count how many players there are active and how many get to go to a World Cup or play more than once, um, yeah, you might not get that chance again. Yeah. Well, he's going to have a whole month to recover because he's out. Yep, he's out. And oh, I... And- Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Jaime. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying, like, looking into the future, you know, everyone wanted Pelatas out. Everybody wanted, you know, Dick Chain out. Like, we, it, you know, be careful what you wish for, because it sounds like shit's about to get worse. <laughs> it's going to be another, like, uh, family friend that takes over, or maybe. That's who was being mentioned, yeah. Like, They're uh, saying the, the cuñado. The cuñado? Yeah. The Bolivian. More internationals. <laughs> I hear, dude, I hear one of the, um, one of the reporters, and he's, he, he, you know, he's like, like, you know, on this guy's nuts for whatever reason. He's saying he's been preparing himself for two years. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, fuck, I'm like dude, are you fucking kidding me? Is because you go prepare yourself for two years, compare yourself to the previous GM that has had a whole career uh, playing football and has just a directivo, been at the big clubs and including Selección. And you're making what you want me to feel better because this guy's been what studying for two years. You know, he has his Johan Cruyff certificate. And this is and this dude, dude, these are the same assholes. They were talking shit. And now here they are, like blowing smoke up our ass with some guy that is unproven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So guys, here's my question for you guys, right? So I've been a big fan of Belize and what he did and all of that. But how much responsibility falls on Belais versus how much responsibility falls on Amaury, right? Because the Leano issue, that was wasted. Yeah. Time. And who does it that fall on? Oh, you that know? was um, that was Amaury. Leano was completely Amaury, uh, and then because Leano has juice within within Chivas, we've talked about it here. Exactly. Um, so going back, yeah. Right? Yeah. There was the criticism for Pelayas that he should have quit because and, yeah, that this dude did come in and he he muddled the waters, and then once he left, he left. He's and this this where you could see the media too being disingenuous because they knew what happened, but they still kept blaming it on him. You know, they exactly. just kept throwing. And now here's the thing, it's, all right, and you were talking about it, procesos largos, right? They're not a thing in Mexico, what can we do? Well, wait, 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 wait. I, wait, wait, hold on, just just really quick, I don't mean to cut you off. You, I do think they're a thing in Mexico. Um, I, I would say some clubs, I, I think the teams that, that have been doing this well, um, Grupo Orlegi, what they do with Santos, Okay. And now Atlas, they were seeing it. Uh, and then Grupo Pachuca, with both Pachuca and Leon. How we see how those teams, they, they stay competitive and they're fighting for a competition. And then America, of course, they've been at it for quite a while now where they've, they've stayed, you know, their numbers are very impressive. Like even their bad seasons where they were talking about their their bad seasons with Solari and 
they were breaking records. <laughs> so it's like, which I would see that some of my kids was crying, and I was like, what's wrong with these guys? This team's doing really good. Uh, it's just the Ligia thing that throws us off because one bad game, and it's like, well, you suck, you know? And then it's right. everybody. Yeah, yeah, go on, go on. So, so that's the thing, like, that's the hot head in this, like, that we don't see it in the long run of what's going to happen, but now there's rumors of Lilini kind of, you know, kind of being linked with Chivas. So yeah. do you guys think that would be a good move to there, bring somebody who's known that can grow your cantera? Because let's be honest, for years, what was the claim to fame from Chivas? It was La Cantera, ¿verdad? Sells to America, sells to everyone, but they're all seleccionados coming from Chivas. So would that be a good move? But now that Pelias is gone, is that even a possibility? Is that even something that could stay? Especialmente now que van a venir los cuñados y los compadres. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how much control Pelias had. I don't think because when he arrived, um, Leaño was in charge of the youth, and I don't think this guy came in and he was allowed to just displace him. And and even after he left, she was brought some dude that was linked with the fracasos of the female national team. And he didn't even present him. He, there was like not even a press conference for that. They just nice. knocked that guy in through the back door. Um, I can't remember his name, but he, if you see the desmadre that happened with the girls team and missing out and all that, he was, he was there. Dude. So I don't know who thought that was a good idea. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I only watch women's volleyball. Well, I don't watch it. Oh, that's a classic. That is, I do too. For obvious reasons, grandotas. <laughs> but oh, I, I have to you you started off the show with saying that you wanted to fight hey man I'm right here I'm on I want to fight the hermanos dude oh, the chi- oh well, I'm, I'm not a goat but I fly high like an eagle man but, oh, hey I'm right here man hey I disagree with you guys with, with what with two things well well mostly everything you guys say but damn <laughs> 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 I like it. I'm ball busting. I'm ball busting. But, but Pelais, you said, oh, you said Pelais needed time. Well, this guy needed yeah. money, man. Yeah, Mexican, that too. Everyone knows Mexican players. For 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 better or worse, you guys are right. They, you guys are known for being sold players. Um, getting ripped off on players, right? Yeah, man. It's... And. If every big team buys play, they gotta spend money eventually, man. You can't be you can't be a, a cheapskate in a league yeah. and so You know, you know, but because you, I think you missed the first part, and that's where I talk about how if we're looking at the teams that are the with the most money. Chivas is like in fifth, you know. But he had his chance at a big team. He had his chance at Cruz Azul, pero el orgullo y por sus huevos porque la directiva le puso un un técnico que no quería, he quit, right? So no, he didn't he quit. He he him. got he got fired. He got fired on TV. Remember that guy on was at uh, on Picante. Yeah. That one one of the um, because there was some corruption going on with the directiva <laughs> with the um, that's Cruz Azul way. Like that's Cruz Azul. <laughs> Billy Alvarez, no? In, like, Billy yes, the Alvarez. No, it wasn't Billy. It was uh, no, no, no. But but it was. The guy married to their sister. 
Yeah, Guillermo Vasquez or something like that. Don't yeah. And, well, one of the things that was happening was because um um he wasn't he wasn't getting players from the usual promoter that mm-hmm. Cruz Azul uses. And it's it's crazy because this guy came and he said it himself, which to me didn't make sense, but he talked about in 10 years, Cruz Azul has bought about a hundred foreigners and none of them have finished a contract. Mm. And some of them didn't even play. And it's like, well, you, you know, that's kind of some of the corruption that was going on where that's how they, they used player transfers to, you know, lavado the dinero and whatnot. Um, but I remember um, Pelayas had brought in Paul Fernandez and he brought him from Boca Juniors and this dude was like, they're going to win with him. And they, this guy comes in and he gets rid of him. But then uh, I forgot who brings him back. And then they actually, when they won, that dude was there, man. He's, he's one of those, he's one of those talisman type players, you know, players that go to teams and, and they just, they do whatever they do. Like they don't really have to stand out as much. They just do it really good. Cayito would be like another one where he won. He won at Leon, then he won at Chivas, and they took him to, what was it, Santos? And he wins again. Yeah, Santos. That's your, <laughs> so it says you want that type of player there, man. Like a lucky charm. Um, but yeah, Pelayas got sacked for that, for the, for... For his for internal not, businesses. Well, not, co- not, you know, cooperating with some of these, um, uh, what is it, um, promotores. Which, same, same thing at America, you know, he... He started he, beefing him for that. Pepe Romano. Mm-hmm. See, see well, well, this is where I disagree with you guys. I think comparing comparing his tenure with Chivas and Cruz Azul in America, I think this is different. Because if you guys remember, what was his, uh, the guy from Picante, the Anda, uh, the guy that won with you guys, uh, the the Conca Crap. Yeah, title, yeah, I, I know. Who... Toronto. Toronto. Uh, I, from what I'm seeing, this is just me looking from the outside and being a hater, having my opinion, right? But it kind of seems like you guys just bring in directivos for to use as punching bags for the media, while the owner just uh, stays clear, doesn't spend money. Because <laughs> I mean, I mean <laughs> you, if you take the thing that was that was what I gotta do. He did do that. He did it with Lebrija, remember? I was so stoked to have Lebrija because Lebrija was mm-hmm. behind behind that like Toluca, you know, yeah. and Toluca Cardoso and all that. He was he was one of those dudes there, and um, he's at Chivas, man. And I'm thinking, shit's about to get real, um, you know. And <laughs> this guy quits a couple months in because he didn't even tell him Chicharito was going to be sold. He's <laughs> he said that he would have pushed to keep him. Uh, until Libertadores, and dude, that was my, ah, oh, man, that was my. El inter de toda mi vida. <laughs> ah, yeah, no, no te le vas a acabar, Ricardo. <laughs> but, but, you know, because I remember, like, when I was a kid, and I remember watching, um, dude, this was, like, in 95, man, and I, I think, I think I'm going to be getting the years a little off, but I think 95, and there's River Plate Place, I think Millonarios, uh, Cali, and they have um, Crespo, and he scores like two goals, and, and that's when he leaves, he leaves to Italy. 
when he leaves with the cup, man. And I'm thinking, just almost getting to the final, we have Chicha there, and then it's like you saw the similarities. I did, dude. I was like, he could leave, dude, and mm. he could he could he could leave some glory here and uh, and make history, and and instead, no, he sold, and and when Chivas plays Libertadores, I think that same week, um, Chicha is playing the with Man U, the MLS All Stars. Yep. <laughs> y ahora sabe malagradecido en MLS. I like, oh man, dude, you could have at least held on to him until this game, you know, hold on to this dude and after this game. And that's where I felt some of the uh, Mexican directivos, they just, they don't see the big picture, man, because Chivas wins that Libertadores and they could milk that for the next 70 years like they've been doing with Campionissimo. Oh, they would have milked that forever. <laughs> he could have just lived oh, off of that alone. And uh, <laughs> I know my Chi Hermanos would have kept coming back for more. For sure. Well, I, well real quick, Jaime, I, yep. I, I got an honest question for you guys. Did you, like, knowing the, the situation that Chivas was in when Pelais arrived, did you guys really expect him to, like, bring Chicharito, Vela, or all these big name guys? Like this from the start, this is what I thought was gonna happen. I thought he was gonna fail because he didn't have money. I don't know. At the time, I didn't think we had money problems. I didn't think that mm. was a, a thing. And then, especially when he comes in and he brings in, you know, all these all these players uh, in his first season, I'm like, holy shit, man! Like, this is exactly the, what we need. Yeah, and, and you know, we had a. Uh, all these Chiva Galacticos or whatever they we had like a name and everything. It, it really felt like holy shit, like this is a serious project. And then, you know, when um when Bocho had to get separated from the team, I was like, Oh, I knew this was too good to be true. <laughs> you know what? He was like the biggest he was gonna be the refuerzo bomba or the biggest signing. Yeah. He was coming in at somewhere between ten and twelve. And after he left when the team was criticizing Chivas, they still kept that price tag. They <laughs> keep saying they spent fifty million. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, you need to take off these twelve that they never went through. But Jaime, I actually knew Chivas was having problems with money because of the TV. They they hadn't been able to um, to secure <clears throat> a good TV deal, oh. and that was hurting them. And around a few years or a year or some something before that. They had lost the Bimbo sponsorship. I see. And again, they weren't able to secure a, a big, a big sponsorship brand. So I knew they were like struggling with, with all of that. I, I think the media also did a whole disservice with the whole Chivalacticos because it was like these guys were like seleccionados. You know, just spent like they spent like a decent amount and they made a team. You know, they they sort of raise these expectations and it's I, I think that hurt the team more than anything. And weren't most of those guys from the Caxa, right? Because like wait, like just and this is where yep. you see the absurdity where you see the absurdity of like Mexican media where they're comparing Galacticos, you know where that comes from from Real Madrid. Yeah. And do, do you remember that? Do you remember that fucking squad? <laughs> yeah. They had Figo, Roberto <laughs> Carlos, Ronaldo, Beckham. <laughs> 
Are you seriously comparing we us had, to that? We had Chicote, <laughs> we had Peña, we had Antuna. No, 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 dude. Come on. <laughs> what are you talking about? Antuna <laughs> is, is basically Ronaldo, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> same, same thing happened. I don't know if you guys remember. Mexico Ocho was, was Figo, <laughs> and then JJ Mack was uh, El Fenomeno, man. <laughs> they, they did the same thing the media when, uh, when the selection lost. To Honduras, right? They lose the World Cup qualifying game at Azteca. And they call it El Aztecaso. Like, dude, you love the qualifier, man. You're comparing it to the Maracanazo when Brazil had this massive 200K. It was over 100K, man. I think it's close to 200K stadium. And this it's was basically the, the same the, defeat, bro. The World Cup. It's basically the same defeat, though. <laughs> yeah. A, a match that, that defines the World Cup champion to uh, just a qualifier. Yeah. <laughs> That just shows how how much the the you know Liga, the the journalists for for Mexico how much they exaggerate. That's been my thing with fans. It's like, dude, come on, they're 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 making shit up, you know? They're making you guys drown on a glass of water. Yeah, but again, like I mentioned earlier, it's like Velaz put this to himself when he came in with the with that press conference. And since then he just never lived up to the expectation because he just he set the bar too high. And I, I, I'm not looking forward to what, what happens now because, you know, it was better than where we were. And obviously losing to Puebla and penalties is not the way you want to go out. But it, it was still better than not making, you know, repechaje. And we'll see. We'll see what happens uh, next season. I have, like, no expectations anymore. Like, the witch is dead. And now we're going to have to find somebody else to blame. And I think... Amaudi's got some massive balls to do this because now the target's going to be on him, bro. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm guessing there's already something in line. Amaudi has um, to come out, bro, and say, you know what? You call me broke. He's got to be like my Jewish friend. When you call him broke, he'll buy you bo- he'll buy you drinks the whole night. Amaudi has to come out well, here was, and he needs to start spending money. Guy. And he needs to start. He needs to hire like a world class coach. Like if he wants everyone to get off his back. He's going to have to hire a really good coach, and he's going to have to – whoever replaces uh, Pelaez has to, like, come in and, like, I don't know, man. Like, With, Yeah, that was the Pachuca owner um, or president, remember? And the, 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 the Martinoli – yeah, the Martinoli put him on blast, and he had to apologize. <laughs> he, he but did he lie, though? Their conversation. I don't think he lied, but I do think he maybe exaggerated a bit. Um, but yeah, Chiros doesn't have like and, that much money to and just. We, we can pretty much assume Alexis is gone. You know, he's gonna have a World Cup. He's gonna have a great showing. And at this point, it's pretty much done, bro. Like he tweeted today, like just crying emojis. He knows it's done. He knows it's over, bro. He's gonna be like he might not. That might have been his last Chivas game. Damn. So his, his three goals are gonna translate to Europe nicely. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I, I got I got to say though, man, I understand he plays for you guys, and you guys are fans, and I understand. But a, a lot of the media guys make it seem like uh like he's a top guy. Like uh, Jaime, you mentioned a oh, a couple of shows back here. You're a Warriors fan, right? Yeah. Or a basketball fan? Yes, sir. Who, uh, who who's the best player on that team? Steph Curry. And who, who's his Robin? Who's the his uh, sidekick? Um, probably Clay. 
I right? Well, he's more of a Clay than a Steph. Mm. He's more of a Robin than a, than a Batman. But we don't have a better player than Alexis, though. No, that's what I'm saying. You guys are playing with a Robin, and you're calling him Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. This is Damn. a very good analogy, man. Um, I think because he's been injured. He's, he came injured to Chivas. And that's, that's one of the, you know, going off of his thing where it sort of like made a light bulb go off of me. And I was like, that's probably why Toluca sold him. Yeah, they probably knew he <laughs> was, it could have been a mixed bag. Like, he's, yeah, he's, he's one injury away from just, that's it, his career's done. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we'll send him, send him to Chiwas, man, because his, his rise to the first team was like meteoric, like quick. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he was, dude was playing Libertadores. He was showing at all levels that he can compete. But then at he the had Luka, this. Right? At the Luca, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he was still very young. You know, he was like 17, 18, you know. Um, and you guys bought yeah. him. He's not a Canterano. Nope. <clears throat> we did buy him. That's what I'm saying. You guys got to spend cash. If yeah. not, you Yeah. No, was... but, but. No, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, what I'm saying, he was doing so well that to me it's like, why would you sell a player like this? Mm-hmm. You know, well, Pinta para Grande. You can and you can he, um you can thank Cardoso for that. No, but but you could tell the directiva was they agreed to negotiate because they could have been like because Cardoso didn't he join when Cardoso joined? Yeah, he joined yeah. that season. He definitely took next, him with him. Because yeah. Chivas always Brings coaches mid-season. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I, I do think it was the whole, he had been injured like once or twice. And they were like, this guy could be one one bad fall from, you know, yeah, being being porcelain. And and I think that's where they saw him. And yeah, he's been, he's he has spent quite a while, you know, injured at Chivas. Yep. Real quick, uh, did you? I do want to quickly go over like the results over the weekend, and then we have uh, Albert who wants to speak. So, just bear with me, real quick. With the with Tigres start off the Saturday two zero, and of course the man with the plan, Jignac, scored two golazos and uh, gave Tigres the victory. It didn't look good though because Aquino had gotten a red card early in the match, and then uh, Abdias, you guys won. Cruz Azul beat Leon. Pretty uh, painfully, but you guys got through the next rounds. How do you feel about that, man? You know what, man? I I feel good. Potro has I don't know. He I'm a believer once again. You know, <laughs> faith is the last thing to die. But hey, you know, last last podcast I said, you know, the thing about Leon is that they attack, they attack, they attack, and you know what? Magically, that's what Potro did. They attack, they attack, they attack, and they made those chances. Now, the one thing that I will say is that it's some bullshit that VAR didn't call both of those calls. Back-to-back penalties, right? Let let the cards fall how they are, call them, and yet they didn't do anything. I'm a Cruz fan, and that was a hand inside the box. Like, it hit his hand, that was, it's es una mano, and the other one, también, on the other end, es un pisotón en, en el área, nada. And then the other one is el codazo que le echan Antuna in, at the midfield and nothing. It's clear on camera and everything, VAR, como si nada. 
¿verdad? Como dijo el piojo, comiendo tortas. So, <laughs> but, but let's be uh, honest, you, you guys should be in second division after that seven home, man. <laughs> it was, you know, it, it was fun. It was rough, but... We woke you, know, you guys just... up. ¿Cuál? ¿El 7-0? Yeah, you know, man. It happens. It happens. You guys put a on and... Mira, güey, la cosa es, soy de Cruz Azul, he visto peor, all right? Do you understand how hyped I was going into last season with Pumas? Or a couple seasons ago with Pumas? I was like, como si nada. And then, I don't know, man, now that I farted, it just whistles. It doesn't do the same. Mm. So I was ready. <laughs> yeah. I was ready. Your, your so, players are asking for America. You better be careful what you ask for, man. You, know you might what, get 8-0 have... this time. I mean, se te olvidan las goleadas de antes, ¿verdad? Like, los últimos cuantos años también eran goleadas 4-0, like... All I remember is 2013, man. 2018. So we're bringing those in. Yeah. Those are the ones that count. Those are the ones that count. Those are the fantasmas they talk about, pero qué mejor que ganarles en la liguilla. Por eso es el clásico joven en... I love for it. you guys, for America, it's just another game. <laughs> oh, oh, it's just another game. Damn, <laughs> so toxic. Know. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just busting your balls, man. I know, man. It's good shit, and I'm looking forward to it. You know why? Because America always trips in Liga. Always yeah. trips. I'm actually right? looking forward to that, too. I'm looking for their downfall against the Super Camotes. <laughs> Um, los los Larca Boys. Larca Boys. I do. Oh, you you mean our second feeder team? <laughs> hey, it might be what it is, pero también va a ser el director técnico de la selección. I'm a true believer. Oh no, Larcamón has got it, man. I don't know if you we're know, gonna go that far. You know, what, no way. He, he has to win. He he has to win the league. Because because if we look at any Liga MX coach that has taken over the selección, they've all won the league. Um, or have at least one uh, had already won it, right? That is true. So, yeah, that. Yeah. Mikey, so if I mean if he, yeah, he has to win it. Kinda, right. So no, no, now yeah, if he's doing his tenure and his tenure caps off with a championship. Yeah. So why not? But I mean, I, 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 you know, I do think he's a good coach, and he shouldn't. It shouldn't just be because he won, you know. It um, shouldn't be. It should be that, his body of work. Yeah, and but that's. He this, with, I think he'll. This is what's gonna happen with him. He's gonna if you know, he's probably not gonna win with Puebla. Let's be honest. But it, it's enough of a. He's he's proven enough to where he might get into a Chivas. He might get into an America. He might get into like a, yeah. a club, you know. You, and you then, know they, they should give him like under twenty three or Olympic team. Nah, nah, Why not? that's, that's nah. probably wouldn't take that. That's a downgrade, dude. No, yeah, it's not a downgrade because you're working with the squad and you could work with them for like a four year cycle. Dude's from Argentina, bro. In, we're not gonna let him, the, we're not gonna let him poison the minds of young Mexicans, bro. We got to stay domestic <laughs> on, on the on the when it comes to the under 20s and all that. Like, it has to be a Mexican coach, bro. But I'm saying that he could eventually work his way up to the senior team, nah. especially that he would have carried a, you know, group of players. I could see him coaching Chivas or a club, you know, like I said, that needs a coach desperately. I think he could he could be in there. He's proven his worth at Abuela. 
He just needs a club with more money. Um, yeah, I think Chios is the perfect fit. I will say, uh, I, I kind of want to end like the Chios talk, the talk, but um, you know, obviously, you know, talking uh, Abdias mentioning the refereeing, it was pretty bad across like I think all all four matches, but with Chivas, I mean, it was glaringly obviously, it was so bad. Like something they did everything in his power to like give Chivas the victory. A lot of calls that didn't go. Uh, you know, just went ignored and and Thiba had had a few times where I'm like, come on, bro, like handball, penalty, you know, elbows. It's just it was pretty bad, and uh, and we almost pulled it off. You know, scored a last minute goal, go to penalties, and I'm I've always been a I I I'm not a fan of a of a player that takes a penalty with like cold legs. You know, Canelo got subbed in three minutes before the game ended. And I just I've I never have faith in those players that come in last minute into a game they haven't been playing, and and you take a penalty kick you miss it like it's just I feel like that always happens. I, I was just waiting for Chivan there to take a penalty kick, man. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for the referee to be like, oh, we got to like redo the re-kick it because you know laser in the eye or something or you know whatever the case may be. Um, yeah. As far as the four matches, the the only two teams that won convincingly was Tigres and Toluca. They handled business, and uh, the Toluca fans. Yeah, who they beat? They beat Juarez. Yeah, so you have um, they beat Cristante. One. That was expected, though. I mean, Juarez, yeah. nothing or nada. Um, we have had uh, Albert waiting patiently. Oh, wait. Crist- so. Cristante was at. Oh. All right, no, no, go on, go on. No, I'm just saying, um, Albert's been waiting for a minute, so I'll, I'll let him speak, and then I have Al Pastor coming next. Uh, Albert, you're on mute, but uh, welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on? Hey, man, thanks Greetings. for hopping on. Buenas noches. Hey, hey uh, what's going on? Uh, first of all, I mean, if you guys want to talk about overhyped players, I mean, uh, let's not let's not talk about uh, Alexis Vega. Let's talk about... Uh, and this one's directed at Mr. Americanista over there. Let's talk about Alex Dejas, you know. <laughs> Televisa was making Televisa was making making him out to be Mohamed Salah or something. That are, you know, making it seem like, oh, you know, he should have been in the Mexican with the with Tata, but come on, he's he's an ordinary player. I mean, he's like two like a not I I am gonna be generous, a notch below Alexis. Alexis is just irregularity, the talent's there. It's just, you know, you need to put it together. One guy's in the Ligia, another guy isn't. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but, one guy's the whole team. The, the, the other guys are, you know, playing with a bunch of... It's a good team. America's a good team. And it's a collective effort. And they have a good coach. She was, you know... When she was pretty better was when Alexis would carry the team on his, on his back. Against Scrubs, though, Puebla. Oh, God, oh, God, God. Which big team do they beat? Monterrey. Monterrey, right? Messi goal. Messi, Messi. Oh, wow, wow. Excuses, <laughs> excuses. Okay, and now I got a, a bone to pick with Joel. He, he's, oh, he, 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 he's downplaying the Aztecas. You know what? And, and the Honduras game wasn't even the original Aztecas. The original Estacaso was that Costa Rica game. I remember it was a, a Saturday afternoon in 2001. It was a, it was hot in LA. 
And when Med, I was in Medford when he, when he beat Osvaldo, I was like, "What the?" Oh, fuck? but but I mean, seriously, we were we gonna compare? A World was, Cup but it was pretty final to a uh, a Liguilla. I mean, not Liguilla, a qualifying game. But I mean, but we, it was a it was a fortress of a it was a fortress of a Azteca. It was Mexico's dominance in Concacaf. You know, the, up to that point, it was the uh, undisputed gigante. Yeah. To that, well, I mean, I think they still are gigante. Just losing one game, the little one. I'm going with that original one. It was pretty big. It was. It was. It was a. It was a big deal. And and I know, but I still. But to compare to, I mean, which if you had to choose one, you have to lose one of these games. You want to lose the World Cup? You want to lose a World Cup qualifying game? But it's like you. It's called. It's like you. You go fishing with uh, what? What is it that you go hunting with? Que uh, vas vas a casar con el tamaño de tu de tu red? I mean, Mexico, you know, Mexico is not, it hasn't been close to a final. I mean, that's a that was a big deal. You know, you gotta you gotta keep the dimensions. I yeah, think uh, I, in in Albert's defense, it's like that scene out of uh, uh, Three Hundred where like they thought that. They, <laughs> They thought that that god couldn't like bleed or whatever, and they showed that just, Xerxes. Yeah, they they realized, oh, this guy is like he is touchable. You know, it's the same thing with it's the thing it's same thing with Azteca. You know, like you have this no, crazy no, record. Yeah, not like not being able to like lose at home and like that was like a big freaking deal. It was in, impenetrable, and you know, I, and they showed that oh maybe Mexico's not as big as we thought. And up to that point, Azteca uh, was—I remember they got booed in that qualifier versus the U.S. '97. But but Azteca still still had his, the crowd still had his, its mystique. It was it, 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 it was still a big deal. Not like Are you going you know? back to the days of the matraca? <laughs> I, I would probably never get to own one. Oh, those things but are I would awesome. Like one of those. <laughs> oh, those, those Dude, you wouldn't sell them. I don't know, uh, dude. Those things are fucking so. awesome. I remember, like, my first Mexico game uh, to, in the year 2000 in, at the Oakland Coliseum, and I saw the biggest matraca I had ever seen in my life. It was bigger than me, bro. And the guy was just like, I'm like, yo, this is crazy. It was back when they still let people bring them in. Yeah, you could kill somebody with it. Al Pastor, I'm going to add you to speak. See what you got right, for man. us. Hey, thanks for hopping right, on, good man. Good night, guys. Take it easy. Al Pastor, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Thank you. I hope everyone's having a great night. Uh, Joel, I want to say my condolences since your boy Ricardo Pelaz is gone. <laughs> I know uh, you're a big fan of him. And like Ricardo said, you know, no fue fracaso. Bueno, si fue fracaso, pero no fue fracaso, so... I don't know what you meant by that, but I know it, it shouldn't it shouldn't hurt to see an America Americanista leave the club, but but it does. It, the mold did his job. And he then, did uh, <laughs> with uh, Alberto. Uh, you know, I don't know. I think uh, Sandejas is a little bit above average, but I will say the player that's in America that's overhyped Lara. And, I mean, Navi is gonna come sound bad coming from a Chivista. But I'll, I think Chiquete has a higher ceiling, much higher ceiling than Lara. Lara is on America's defense. He's the one that loses the most one-on-ones. And I wouldn't be surprised if Larcamon takes advantage of that. 
I would say, like, uh, as far as overhyped players, it was definitely Sebastian Cordoba. Uh, he's not even at America anymore. But, I mean, after Lainez got, you know, sold, everyone thought that he was going to be, like, the next in kin. And he just, I mean, he's had a better time now that he's with Piojo reunited. But, yeah, he's kind of been a, a big disappointment. But but America doesn't have the tendency to to nickname their players after all-time greats. Mexican Messi? Come on, man. La Trophies? Yeah. Oh, that's Mexican media. That's not Chivas. <laughs> no, that was a lot of Chivas. did that, too. So, looking into these matches, uh, Puebla versus America tomorrow at 5 p.m. What do you think? How are you feeling, Ricardo? Warm-up match? Easy pickings. We saw we softened them up for them, Jaime. <laughs> and those they, two they, no call they, penalties sure helped. They blew they blew their load. That they, diva hand was not a penalty. I'm just gonna say that. That was not a penalty. That was a clear unnatural, penalty, man. Unnatural clear body penalty. movement. It unnatural. hit his leg. Unnatural. It hit his the ball hits his foot and it bounces off and hits his hand. He could try to do that on purpose a thousand times and he'll never pull it off. How are you gonna? How are you gonna? How's that gonna be a handball if it hits your foot and it bounces up and hits your hand? Yeah, but then there was like an offside was call that back. wasn't an offside the other, call. The other stuff were fouls. The other thing should have been called, but that's not an intentional handball, or that did not prevent a goal scoring opportunity. It literally hit his foot and like bounces off and hits his hand. That's just like bad luck, unintentional, unnatural yeah. body movement, and that's why it wasn't called because that's what the FIFA rules say. They point out things like uh, on that read up on it but that rules wise that was not a handball in the chivander rules little chivander book it isn't but anywhere else it is <laughs> no just the way it hit his foot i don't think they would have called it in the majority of other games or leagues mm. yeah what what uh, real quick i'm i wanted to mention something to the future americanista um what's his name uh reyes that beautiful Paninka he scored on you guys is like pretty much like, it's pretty much like he signed his America contract right there. The <laughs> yeah, that was a very ballsy move. I knew he was gonna pull that off too, and uh, unfortunately, a goalkeeper he just decided way too too soon. So, I mean, you're feeling confident with this with, with Puebla, huh? You, you think you guys are gonna handle business? Easy work, no sweat. Just sign, just have the semifinal ready already. Okay, fair enough. Moving on to Cruz Azul, they play Monterrey. Oof, Abdias, how you feeling about this matchup, man? I mean, it's gonna be interesting. You know, it's. Um, hope is gonna be the last thing to die. So, Saiske, Bali. You know, if they can defend and attack as good as they did. I'll give it a chance for anyone, right? All we need is one good chance, one good ball, as Antuna proved, or maybe even just a slip-up from the goalie as Kota proved. So I will take anything, and as long as they can generate a good attack. That's all I'm hoping for. I think this is going to be the real test. If they can deal with this, dale, tráeme a la América. Veremos qué. Calm down, man. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with uh, Ricardo right there. I can see why America stomps Cruz Azul. Uh, it shows in the fans. Like Ricardo's like, bring me Puebla, bring me semifinals, where to go. And Cruz Azul fans are like, oh, well, hopefully it goes all right. You know, Hopefully we get a goal. 
Uh, that's probably how the players feel as well. You guys got to change that mentality. I thought they changed it when Pelayas arrived. Because I remember they started their America games, right? They tied like once or twice, and then they finally beat America. Um, we had it, man. Yeah. We had it. But the problem is we sold the whole team, right? Like, ¿cuántos quedan de la novena? Casi ninguno. Everyone's been sold. Everyone's been traded away. Then, Thanks for Cabecita, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, no problem, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, wasn't there a shake-up in the directiva? There like, was. Like some, there was a major some, some, the guy that brought in the um, the coach, what was his name? I keep forgetting it. Or the other No, 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 the coach Ka- that won the... the Juan Reynoso. Juan Reynoso, yeah, the key. I, I grew up watching him playing. Uh, mm-hmm. right their captain playing the guy in the defense, um, really good player. Um, the guy that brought him, he, I don't know if he was sacked or if he, he just didn't get along and he ended up, he ended up leaving and that's why that other guy also wanted to go. Yeah, I honestly, man, at that point, I'm not exactly too sure. I'm gonna I'm be 100 with y'all. I was, uh, my wife was having a baby at that moment, so football mm. wasn't the number one thing on the books. So I kind of, there was a blackout period there for me. But yeah, that's what happened right there. And then we came back on and it was time of Reales was there. And it's just been kind of shaking up. And the problem with Cruz Azul, man, is Los Fantasmas Sanaín, right? Like I've seen this movie before. And the best that I can hope for is, you know what? I'm a luba before the game. And si ganamos, ganamos. Well, looking no, at the uh, regular season results, looks like Rayados beat you guys three to two, but it was a pretty entertaining match. So, two things to keep in mind of: this is two legs, not one off, and the draw goes to the higher seed. So you do have that against you, but um, yeah, we'll see how it goes for for Cruz Azul tomorrow. Exactly, el gol de visitante ya no cuenta para nada. So yeah, that's why America. So has a lot. I know. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Se los mamaron una vez y it's gone now, right? <laughs> the, the eternal Eagles are going to lose to Monterrey and Chivas, oh wait, Chivas doesn't want to anymore. Yeah, we have Tigres Pachuca on Thursday. Seems like a pretty evenly match up. Number four versus number five uh, in regular season. So, I don't think we have any Tigres fans here or Pachuca fans. Um, I think that's do the most have fans? match of, the, <laughs> of all of them. What happened? I think that's going to be the most entertaining match of all of them because it's like the most evened out. One. Yeah. I actually think it's a mismatch. I think Pachuca's going to style on them. Really? Yeah. The Dita's only has Jignac. I mean, that's all you need, bro. It's a hell of an X factor. You're right, but I think Pachuca can exploit that. Fair enough, but you have the the power of Piojo. Cannot forget that Barney Rubble cheerleader that they have over there. Super yeah. America made that bomb. <laughs> I agree with that. Just like Pelais. And then another, I think this one's pretty even too. Toluca and Santos. Oh yeah, should be good too. I really I have, Santos in that. I haven't been keeping be up with Santos, man. Luca, uh, 
big yeah, nacho there. Yeah, I think out of all of them, I think, you know, this one might be going to the lower-seeded team. I think Toluca, especially with Nacho Ambriz and the reversals that they've had this season, um, they I think they have a pretty good chance to to upset Santos, who ended third in the regular season. America's second feeder team. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think this one's going to be one of those where the bye week is really going to affect them. Right, the bye week always comes in and bites them. Oh, you're right. And I think that's gonna be the problem, you know, because I have faith in Carlitos Acevedo in the bag. Granted, he gets drilled a couple times, but he can typically hold his own, and he's the reason why the team looks solid. Right. So, I think the bye week is gonna be what's gonna get them, and that's this is gonna be the one game where we're gonna see the case of the bye week. Coming back to Hunt. Get who Santos? Yeah, because they didn't play yes. last week. Oh yeah. Okay. Same with America. Same with Monterrey and Pachuca. You got some of these teams going in there with a lot of momentum. Uh, they didn't have uh, a week off, and I think yeah, that, that, we'll see how that plays out. Cause America doesn't know what the word repechaje means, man. We always <laughs> qualify top of the table. Yeah, and how many titles have you guys won so far? None, but you know how it is, Jaime. I already told you, man. We're looking down, not up. <laughs> For sure. Well, I-, I wanted to mention something. Did you guys uh, mention that uh, the – yeah, well, yeah, you did. You mentioned the last week's game, so – I just I just wanted to talk some shit about uh, Necaxa because everyone was uh, ball gobbling Jimmy Lozano Jimmy Lozano because he won that bronze medal and the guy's a ratonero coach man. Wait, why do you say that? He's he's mediocre. Look at the way he coaches. He he probably got the Mexico Olympic job because of nepotism, and then. Because let's keep in mind, this is the second time he's got a coaching job. The other time was Querétaro, and he bombed there too. And they gave this guy some refuerzos too, so he can't be complaining about that either. So you think Jimmy Lozano's all hype? Yeah. Hey, uh, coaches that it's, are all it's hype. Over again. Uh, the Atlas coach, I'm interested to see how he does. Uh, I'm not saying he's hype, but he's coming in actually like heavily criticized because he's coming from Malaysia and he won like seven leagues, seven titles in Malaysia, you know, who respects Malaysia. But uh, Atlas apparently uh, did a lot of research on this guy. So I'm actually interested to see how he plays out. Mm. They were slaughtering him on Twitter. That coach? Yeah, he's like a young Mexican guy. They were hating on him big time on Twitter. Because he's Mexican. Because he's Mexican. Well, it's because his results like, like come from Malaysia as well. So yeah, like, but 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 see, like, another like, like Michel Leano, who's like gonna have all this big hype, talking about winning all this, that, and he has nothing to prove it. But I yeah. think I think he's gonna wind up being successful. You can tell he's coming well, look, to work. Yeah, and he's coming to a good institution where he's gonna have support. But look at Larcamon. He he came from Venezuela, baseball country. You know, and gave a shit. You know, he, he couldn't get a coaching gig in Argentina. He goes to 
Venezuela where they're starving, you know, and, and I'm not saying that to talk shit, it's literally that's what's going on. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if players playing for free, but that's where he was at, you know, um, and, and no one cared and he's doing good. Um, we talked about the Canadian coach. That dude was coaching New Zealand women's team. And he ended up qualifying Canada to the World Cup in first place. So, I mean, I, I do think like some people put a bit too much, too much stake into that. Like, of, like oh, where were you at or where were you working? As far as like what I told some of these guys is that the important is to keep, just keep working, you know, to, to stay active no matter where. Yeah, so, for sure. Because, I mean, there's some coaches, like, for example, like Piojo or, like, others, like the carousel, that you know they can get in a comfort zone and, like, get fired, and they'll have a job within six months. But but not, but Piojo, keep in mind, it took him, like, ten years. Well, but, yeah, he, but like, he uh, was... Carlos you know, said America made him. Once he finally he arrived somewhere with money and, like, they gave him all these players and stuff, he started showing out. Yeah, that, I know, but titles with Rayados, he was terrible. He was relegated Atlantis, too. He was like relegated Rayados. twice, right? Uh, he he didn't do anything, so he actually had like a wallet. Yeah, and that's that's one of the big things to be said about like, um, you know, Grupo Orlegi and the multi multi um, deportivos, right? Oh, multi propiedades. Yeah. Those guys, right? They don't typically miss when they're bringing somebody in. So if he's being brought in, there there has been a lot of hype behind him, kind of like he's he's somebody to watch for. So he is going to be somebody interesting to look forward to and a ver qué es lo que puede hacer ahí. Those guys do their homework. I was read I was uh, reading an article uh, a couple of weeks back about how uh, there's only two teams in all of Liga MX that actually go out and like. Like do their homework, they go out and investigate and find coaches out there. These other teams rely on promoters just to bring them a coach. Yes, Puebla and San Luis are the only coaches uh, teams that actually go out there and scout coaches. Because if you take into account, uh, uh, you got. Uh, I was also reading that uh, that guy that flopped with Cruz Azul that. That Uruguayo, that, that was just disgusting. That Aguirre, but before he even got there, that he had an interview in Uruguay saying, "Oh, I want to get, I want to coach in Liga MX so I can get close to MLS." I mean, what kind of shit is that, man? That bum was linked to Chivas, and I was like, "Oh, this, this is some trickery going on, some uh, shenanigans," because they're trying to place this bum with all sorts of teams, so you know he's no good. <laughs> Yeah, that is yeah. the promoters. That's, that's... Um, I heard a rumor. Mauro Camorenesi going to Necaxa. To who? Oh, for Necaxa. Mm. Has he even been uh, coaching? I know he was at... Uh, he worked on their... Um, what's his name? Higuera, dude. Higuera did El Tiburón Sanchez. He did him nasty, man. Uh Tiburón Sánchez took, what was it, what was it, uh, what was the team uh, that Higuera had? They, they had both of them, they had like, they had like half the squad was all Chivas. 
Was it Querétaro? Uh, no, no, it's with a C. Um, Colibriges? Colib yeah, I think that's them, right? Something like that. Cora yeah, they had like... Was it Coras? The, yeah. The Coras. logo was like a, a, a little guy with a, with a hat. Coras. <laughs> yeah, so he had that team. And Piojo takes over. I mean, Piojo Tiburon. Fuerte Tiburon Sanchez takes over the team. And he takes them all the way to the final. And I think it's Necaxa that they lose to. Ironically, they lose to Necaxa in penalty kicks. And this is coming from Tiburon's mouth himself. He said, not even a day had passed. And uh, you get a cousin to a restaurant. And they're eating. And he thinks that they're going to start talking about next season. And he was like, all right, it was nice knowing you. Eight. And <laughs> he gave it to... to um, to Camoranesi because he said he just wanted the cloud of, you know, World Cup champion and, you know, Juventus and all that. And he he ended up quitting like halfway through the season. And that's the last I've heard of him. I don't I don't know if what he's done. Well, I mean, he got karma because uh, he was out in Slovenia and then he was appointed assistant manager of Marseille. And a week later, he was fired because the coach uh, never wanted him as the assistant manager. Uh, he wanted to, like, he was imposed by the team. So he said, no, I don't want this guy. So he was literally at Marseille for a week. So you got karma for that. Damn. But you, you guys got to keep in like, account. These are these Argentinos. No tienen vergüenza. They're, they're mercenaries. <laughs> every single last one of them. He, I, was, um, I was keeping up with uh, La Volpe's um his uh his videos that he posts and he was talking about how he went to Boca Juniors, right? And and those uh those fake Italians, uh Palermo and that other guy that were there at the time, they were hating on they're like all oh, Mexicano, like Mexicanito and talking shit to him, right? Because he spent a lot of time in Mexico coaching. And then that same bum Palermo goes to league to Pachuca and he's and he he robs, he he steals money. He didn't do shit at Pachuca. You you mean he steal money because he didn't do a good job or? Both, yeah. El ratero. Yo, I didn't know Mauro Camoranesi coached Tepic. What the hell? He you did. Well, you know now, <laughs> he did, man. And it it sucked. I don't think it's his fault. I think Higuera was just chasing cloud. So I, I don't blame him for that. Yeah. Was it another Maradona Dorado situation? No, I think because with Maradona, they're saying he had this assistants would do all the job and he was just like the hype man. Um, Taking bumps. Hey, dude, did you, dude, did you see, did you see the videos where he'll be in the locker room? That shit was fire, dude. Doing what? He'd be dancing in there. <laughs> Maybe, but they will be dancing and they'll be singing. And just I, like fun. I, I've seen the fun video. For that team. I've seen the video when he screams at those Mexican kids. What he, I didn't see that. What is what he scream? They're asking for an autograph, and the the junkie screamed at him. <laughs> he so he, you're basically telling me he's like a real life Ted Lasso because Ted Lasso had that scene where he's like dancing with his with his freaking team and all that. Yeah, know. I need to see that. 
Dude, you could put put like Google, I mean YouTube, the yeah. Maradona with, with locker room, and you'll see all these. And it's it's just it just looks crazy in there. So yeah. I think they, they reached they reached two finals, right? They reached two finals. They lost yeah. them, but I think they they reached back to back. <laughs> but the one you need to look up is uh some kid with no legs. You know how they had like the Make a Wish or Foundation of that type. <laughs> with no legs wants to meet Maradona so they take him to the Argentina practice set up a small goal uh, Maradona takes a shot off him top 90 and like he screams it in his face like golazo golazo <laughs> oh my god is, I, like, is I, that I real? have been laughing but I was is this the real life uh, yeah like you didn't give a fuck this kid had no legs he's like I'm gonna treat you as <laughs> evil was that kid what was he supposed to be the goalkeeper? What? Yeah, the kid was the goalkeeper, no legs, and Maradona <laughs> just puts a top ninety and goes golazo, golazo. Yeah, they they should have then just put the kid facing the porteria. Then you know, that was the case. <laughs> there was a I forgot what English player did the same thing, bro. Like he did not go easy on a on a goalie, like a thirteen year old goalie. He was just like. I think it was Michael Owen, actually. I think Michael Owen, he was, like, the guy. He's just, like, you know, this kid's, like, dream of being this guy. He just go, he just starts scoring hella goals on him and, like, cele- body, body and celebrating, dude. <laughs> um, We're, we're kind of wrapping up the show, but did you guys see uh, Alvaro Morales' is, uh, you know, celebration? Oh, God. Oh, his taunting uh, Pietra Santa, bro. That, that was, was that was a little bit too much. Now that was glorious, man. You're not. Hey, I don't know if you're on the. Oh man, I just uploaded the the thing on YouTube right now. There's like a Photoshop of him. <laughs> I'll see if I can try and upload it to the Twitter. But yeah, dude's wild and. Did you see a train yeah, going off on him because uh, him and the other guy were watching the game on Azteca, and Chelis was like an analyst for ESPN Deportes because they were also showing the Puebla game, and he like called him out. He's like, "Damn, if that's how your friends treat you, I don't know. I don't want about your enemies." So <laughs> apparently, they were all upset that he was watching it on another platform. <laughs> but yeah. I like to hear what what the other dudes say, you know, like talking points but i i do find it unprofessional for that for what that show is you know what i mean there's but some they, type of shows that, that lend that. themselves well, for that yeah but i don't think that was that that's that show because you have actual uh, journalists and and you know like formal players and it but you gotta everyone's overreacting to this because pietra santa also last year what do you do he went along with it. He had the little chicken and he was squeezing it. When I, when I made it, oh, yeah, come on, he's, everyone's just overreacting about this. It happens in every country. They all got these type of type of shows, and the the doble the the two faces <clears throat> of the Mexican reporters is just it's something else. Who is the dude who was getting a blowy? Was that uh... Cesar Huerta? <laughs> oh my god that's right this is during like the things are rolling back the peak, the peak pandemic i was never a fan of him but after that i was like all right that's an og right there 
It, it looked like that. He's like, it's better it looked like that. He was like whispering to her, like, hey. He was <laughs> like, slow down, not so fast. It reminded me of that meme that says, like, when you nut, but she keeps going. <laughs> oh, man. Estoy, eh, estoy vivo, estoy vivo. Esperate, esperate. Yeah, she did funny. not care, dude. That sucker bus kept going. I was like, <laughs> you must felt powerful. Clinton got fired for that. He kept his job. <laughs> yeah, I did it. Get, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> well, boys, uh, I'll go around the circle and ask for you guys' closing thoughts on episode 353. Thank you guys for all hopping on. Let's start with uh, I don't know if Albert's still there. Yeah, I'm still here. What you got for us, man? Any any closing thoughts? Any any predictions you have for Ligia? Who do you, who's going to be the champion this season? Well, uh, before that, earlier uh, I was going to chime in. I got that stat of how many times America has been champion. Uh, so since the Ligia started in 19 and uh, the 70 71 season, America has been Super Leader 15 times. And they've been champions four times, and one has only been in, in torneos cortos, and that was, I believe, Apertura 2004. So, you know, the, uh, I, I think it, it doesn't bode well for them, and, and I don't have them as my champion. I have, uh, I'm going to give it to Monterrey. Uh, you know, I like what oh. Bruce has done with them. Interesting. <laughs> Although, although I, I got to admit, I'm not an America fan, but I'm a fan of, of Tano. I, if, any, if anybody deserves success, it's him. I mean, the, the guy put off his mom's funeral to stick around with America to see if he got the job. I mean, that's... Wow. That, that tells damn. you a lot from the guy. God damn, between that's, that and the kids. <laughs> Is that yeah. what it takes to win the World Cup? No, not like <laughs> other teams when they go off and... Go to where do they go to? Uh, to the fights and... to the massages and shopping. Yeah, cock fights. Yeah. Cock fights. Oh yes, right. We were talking about uh, or, or, or other teams that uh that score goals when it, it's supposed to be a minute of silence. right. I mean, that sounds a huge message to the players. Like, hey, man, my mom just passed away. And I'm gonna stick around for this game and not go to the funeral because that's how committed I am. Like as a player, like you know, now whenever he calls you out on slacking or getting in the comfort zone, you know where he's coming from. So it raises the level of the whole squad. And, and you know what? He just says the right things. He he never he he never gives himself credit. It's always for the players. And when there's mistakes, he puts it on himself. And, like, uh, they were asking him about the format of uh, Liguilla. He, he didn't get in hot water. He's like, hey, you know what? I just play the games and whatever's in front of me. It's like, he, he knows what to say. It's it's like very, it's like, uh, it's, oh, like it's hard. It's hard. He talks to the most hated team in Mexico, but it's hard to hate him. It, it sounds like you're describing the next national team coach. You know, they play a guy like Osorio. Who knows? Who knows? Well, I mean, if he wins it with Ame, I think he will be candidate. Oh, the and difference between Tano. You know, Lar was the flavor of the week uh, a year ago, so, you know. No, no, but, but he's at Puebla, and, and you know with Selección, they've always put whoever wins the league 
different approach in America than than Puebla. Yeah, you're, you're, you're definitely correct. Yes. For sure. Hey, thanks, Albert, for doing uh, your research, and uh, that's a g- pretty good Thanks for the hate, stuff. Albert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, I wrote about it two weeks ago, so I had a touch of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Al Pastor, what you got for us, man? Now that we don't have a, a team in the fight, who do you who do you like uh, for champion? Uh, I don't know uh, for champion, uh, but I'm gonna have to say that the ones that move on are America, Monterrey, Santos, and Tigres. Okay. I'm say, I'm, uh, if I had to go out with one of those four left. I probably go with Santos as uh, my neutral. I just can't stand those Monterrey teams. Can't stand America. If Santos wins, it doesn't bother me. Uh, zero, like zero emotion. Not happy. Not sad. Not mad. <laughs> but that's an Orlegi team, man. You're, you're the, remember? They, they all is, but, I mean, doesn't bother me. It's Santos. I got beef with Atlas, not Santos. All right. Fair enough. Abdias. What you got for us, man? Thanks for hopping on tonight. No problem, guys. Thank you for having me. Um, I have, you know, I got Santos moving on, hopefully, right? I have Tigres moving on. I have este America. I, I hate to say it, pero El Tano, you know, the way he's got the team running and the way they play. You know what? I'm not a fan, but they're fun to watch, right? I turn it on and I just have it in the background. They're okay to watch, and I think Russell can do it, man. I think they can. I think, I think they can pull it off if, if they defend and they attack correctly. They might be able to. So it will be a fun time. Uh, my last take is we need better VAR, man. We need a better VAR system. We need a conference every. Monday, every Tuesday, where they're responsible for the calls that are made and that are missed, you know, or at least that they tell us, they kick carnes on las tortas, right? Like, we need to know what's going on over there because why aren't the calls getting made? You know? Good stuff, man. I do agree. The refereeing hopefully gets better because you hate to go. Or you hate for a, a decision to affect the you know the outcome of the game, especially now that there's only eight teams left and it's getting to the brass tacks. Um, but yeah, good stuff. This goes to. Well, our... I mean, we've done it before. They did it before. They yeah. held the conference. Yeah. Right. So, but this really just disappeared. So why isn't this a a common practice? Good stuff. Let's go to our number one fan, Ricardo. What you got for us, man? Well, I'd like to start off by thanking you guys for having me on again. Like you said, I am the number one fan. But yes, yes. But I'll, I have to call you guys out when I when I see fit. <laughs> and uh, even though you guys fired my tocayo, the inside mole, he getting rid of him isn't like like a guy I follow on NFL. He, Chivas has other problems. The team specifically, you guys try to you guys try to make chicken silos with chicken shit, and things just don't work out that way. And as far as the teams, America is gonna move on, Pachuca is gonna move on, Toluca, 
And you know what? I'll, I'll say Cruz Azul is going to be Monterrey. Oh, wow. And, and my final point, even though even though uh, it wasn't necessarily America that beat Chivas, but since Puebla is our feeder team, I'll take that W as an America W as well. <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm looking forward to you guys losing. It's going to be great. Joel, what you got for me, man? Two two things. The first one, I don't have a favorite or one that I want, but as long as it's a Mexican coach. I think there hasn't been a Mexican coach that has won Liga MX in like 10 years. I think. Was it Piojo that has to win it before going to the World Cup? Okay, some, something along those lines. What are you talking about? Matias Almeida is Mexican, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, but I would like to see more Mexicans winning that. Um, so whoever, there's a few now, you know, and that's that's also something I, don't, I think we haven't seen in a while that that many at, at this stage. Um, so that's one, and then just two for Chivas. You mentioned it earlier. Be careful what you wish for, and so I guess is let's see what happens next with the club. You know, who who comes in, or is it going to be a promoter that's going to be, you know, controlling the team? Let's see what happens. Yeah. Not sure where we go from here with Chivas, but I I have a feeling like it can <laughs> it, it could probably get a lot worse, and that you know we might be begging him back. Who knows? Um, for me. I think it's going to be... Uh, I think Puebla's going to win the first match, actually. I think they're going to beat America on the first leg, but America will close it at home. Cruz Azul, I can see a draw, and then Monterrey getting the, the benefit of the doubt at home. Um, the only upset I see is Toluca, man. I think Toluca can pull off Santos. And then Tigres, uh, I'm a big Gignac fan. I think Tigres will handle Pachuca. Um, and then I'll, we'll go from there. As for, I can't really pick a champion just yet. I got to wait for these these four matches to go through. Um, but I, I do look forward to not seeing America win another title, even though they're in first place. <laughs> you have to squeeze that in, huh? <laughs> um, oh, one last thing. There was an interview today with uh, Mikel Arroya, and he said that uh, the Senso is back, man. So we'll see what happens next season. He also said that the only team that is eligible to go up is uh, UDG. So not sure how that works. But uh, guys, we're we're about like a month away from the World Cup. Holy shit, it's going to creep up on us. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, obviously looking forward to you gentlemen joining us next week. And with that, I'll sign off. Thank you guys so much. We'll catch you the next one.